Ow. Hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, yours truly will be red. Sending you guys much love, high vibrations, and positive energy throughout the airwaves. Blessings on making today a better day than yesterday and blessings on blessings on utilizing today as a stepping stone for creating a better version of your tomorrow. Ashe. Um, I want to start today off, guys, with a question. What is a dream? Or even better, when is a dream more than a dream? Right? Part of me stepping into my purpose and taking more of more responsibility, bottom line, as a mentor of magic. I want to normalize magic occurrences, spiritual experiences, and just everyday magic all around. And I think the best way to do that is by highlighting my own. So dreams are one of the most magical experiences that I go through and that I believe most human beings go through. Is probably definitely the most common or shared. And there's so many layers and levels to it. I thought this would be a great way to highlight um, the categories that I've selected or that I've listed under the umbrella of what we call air quote dreams, right? Sleep activity. And, you know, just to tell you guys how I came up with the categories, how do I tell them apart in hopes that it might resonate with some of you guys so that way you might be able to tap in and utilize an existing ability that you were unaware that you had, right? So um, to start, I guess we got to talk about sleep itself, right? Like, sleep is necessary. We all know that. You can't fight sleep. Like you literally will die without sleep. It's a period of rest for the body, a period of healing. You know, and these are just physical things. When the body is so much that happens when we're asleep. Scientists, neuroscientists still don't have the full scope of the purpose of a sleeping. We understand that the body heals. Cellular regeneration takes um, place best and most rapidly when we're healing. We know that digestion takes place um, during sleeping, right? Waste removal of the body. Water retention. That's why I don't go to sleep with rings on my finger because I'll wake up and my finger will be blue or be damn throbbing because of poor circulation. I don't swole up. Um, and those are just physical changes. And those are just a couple that I can think of. There's mental stages of sleep as well. Um, you know, we all know about REM, rapid eye movement, and non-REM sleep. But on a deeper level, Scientists don't understand what the fuck is going on when we're dreaming. What They don't understand what's the purpose of the dreams. And I believe that's where the balance of science and magic has to be understood. Certain things are basically science and certain things are basically magic. But some things are equal parts of both. And until you accept both or until you understand and realize both ends of the spectrum, you're never going to understand the big picture of it all. So I want to give you guys the most notable types of sleep activity or dreams that I have experienced. And yeah, let's just jump right into it, right? Fuck it. So the first and the most fun I have um, labeled as brain garbage. Brain garbage is just what it sounds like. It's just fucking garbage from things that I've seen, heard, and experienced throughout my day, week, month, year. It's funny because brain garbage can tap all the way into the subconscious mind and pull out shit that I saw in kindergarten. And um, yeah, it's just a bunch of nonsense. It's usually entertaining. Usually when I'm experiencing brain garbage, I'm aware that I'm dreaming. Yes, I'm aware that I'm dreaming. It's usually in color. And I enjoy brain garbage because, again, 
and making these categories and understanding the type of dreams that I have, I know that, you know, there's no need for me to be focused and paying attention or interacting on any level where um, cosmic or spiritual or other dimensional change is necessary. We're going to get into all that. But yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoy brain garbage. It's stupid. It's like watching the TV show that, um, you know, where there's no learning. It's just all like a, like a sitcom or something. It's just silliness. Um, I don't prefer brain garbage, but I do enjoy it. I always wake up rested. That's another way I know that it's brain garbage. I always wake up rested. My brain is completely just dumping all of the unnecessary stuff that happens to resurface. So I always wake up light. I always wake up in good moods. And um, yeah, there's really nothing special about brain garbage, but it is the most common type of dream that I have. Um, if you don't like brain garbage, a way to minimize it for me personally, is not that I don't like it is that I know that I get messages in my sleep and I don't want to ever block a message from coming in because brain garbage is taking over. So to minimize brain garbage, I don't sleep with lights on. I don't sleep with TV on. I try not to watch television right before I go to sleep. Of course, I might be watching television before I go to bed, but before I go to sleep, um, you know, I like to just recap things consciously so that way I don't have to recap them in my sleep, if that makes any sense. I hope it does. But yeah, brain garbage is fun and it's common and there's no real spiritual connection to it that I've recognized. It's just, I guess, what we think of as dreams. Now, there are, I experience, and there are for many others, visions that occur while sleeping. These are not dreams. Visions for me usually happen in black and white. They, when I remember them, I only remember bits and pieces, and it's always like a movie screen. Things are choppy. It's never a whole, um, like play out in real time, like how brain garbage just plays out. I remember, I recall it as it's just playing out. Um, for visions, I'm only able to get pieces. With visions, there are very strong emotional ties to the experience. I don't want to say the dream because it's not a dream. I'm going to leave the word dream for brain garbage. That's another thing to note with brain garbage. There's no emotional connection. I don't wake up... Um, happy or sad. I wake up feeling good, but it's not like a emotional thing. It's just a I got good rest type thing. As to where visions, I wake up emotionally attached to whatever the vision slash, no, 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 we're going to leave messages for a separate category. I wake up with the emotional attachment to whatever the vision was. Um, For instance, when I carried my second son, I had visions of losing him for about a month straight. The visions were always choppy. Every night for about 30 days, when I wake up, I would have just a small piece. I would remember some, wouldn't remember it all. I would remember some, wouldn't remember it all. But the thing that I remembered the most was how horrible I felt. Like the despair, like, and it followed me throughout my day. and. It's a big reason, not that specific vision, but the emotional attachments to visions are a very big reason why I had to learn to categorize and understand my dreams because um, another solidified trait of a vision versus any other kind of dream is that it will constantly repeat until I get the fucking message, which means I'm constantly experiencing whatever emotion is attached to it. And unfortunately for me, most of my visions are warnings of, you know, catastrophe, warnings of loss, warnings of hurt. So I have to figure them out really, really, really fast, or I put myself in a position to not be me during conscious day. What do I mean like what about that? 
I'll fall into depression. I'll get very angry, very sad, very bitter. I'll stay away from people. And it's not personal for them, for people. Like, I'm mad at you. I'm at, No, it's just I'm still suffering from whatever the vision was. I can't get past it. My emotions are still tethered to the fucking vision. And it is. It's horrible, guys. I absolutely hate it, um, especially with... Um, the visions of losing my son, it got to the point where I didn't even want to sleep anymore. Like, I was exhausted. I really just knew if I went to sleep that I was going to experience it again. And I just could not get past it. Uh, how to avoid a vision. I haven't figured that out yet, nor do I want to. That's all I can say on that. I figured out how to tell them apart from other dreams. Just to recap, because I was talking so much. Um, strong emotional ties. I always wake up exhausted because my conscious brain was awake, which is going to bring me to another category in a second. Um, and the fact that it repeats a lot, it repeats constantly, actually. Like, I'm going to get the message, and it repeats not just in my dream, but in my conscious waking day. I'll have flashes, I'll see. Um, certain things that will just trigger the um, vision and, again, horribly throw me into the emotional tie that um, connected to it. And <coughs> <coughs> I don't want to make it seem bad. It was horrible when I didn't understand it, when I didn't have control over it. I have so much better control over it now. Now, if I have a vision at night, my whole day is pretty much spent in deep meditation, analyzation, um, journaling, higher self um, conversations, talking to deities, ancestors, whatever I got to do to tap in and get that vision understood. So, because I, I can't, y'all, I can't do it no more, I tell you. Anyway, um, moving on, being that I explained the exhaustion that's connected to having visions, that's because of lucid dreaming. Now, lucid dreaming is its own type of dreaming, but lucid dreaming absolutely is amazing because every type of dream I'm going to discuss from brain garbage down can be experienced lucid. Now, what is a lucid dream? The easiest way I can explain it is a lucid dream is a dream that you experience where your brain does not know that you're dreaming. Let me state that again. A lucid dream is a type, or let me rephrase that. A lucid dream is a type of sleep experience where your mind is still fully conscious, fully conscious. Um, neuroscientists have studied people who have lucid dreaming. I'm feeling to get into a sleep study, by the way. I've looked up a couple of them. Um, I'm very fortunate. I live in New York City. We have some banging-ass hospitals in Manhattan, and they do sleep studies, but they get filled up so fast. I want to be, you know, one of the little guinea pigs, in a sense, because my brain does some shit when I'm asleep, and I know they'll learn a lot from me. But Black women being used in science doesn't have a good rep, neither, in history, so maybe I should just keep myself, you know, right the fuck where I'm at. Anyway, <laughs> um, Lucid dreaming. Neuroscientists have studied the brain of people. <coughs> who experience lucid dreaming and realize or come to the conclusion that there really are no difference in the brain patterns. Every single thing that you experience in the dream is being registered as a conscious experience. There is no, you know downplay of it there's no rest there's no dumping of it like your brain is fully awake and how can you tell that you are having a lucid dream that honestly takes practice truth be told um i wish i can give you guys tips i think for me it was just knowing in my heart that this can't be, air quote, a real experience. And when I say real, I mean um, 
a third dimensional experience. I remember being young, having lucid dreams and experiencing things, whether it was brain garbage or not, that I just knew in my soul, this can just this can't be happening. Like it defines the laws of physics. It defines fucking gravity. It defines fucking mathematics and language and everything possible cosmic laws. This can't be real. That level of sense and sensibility, I think, is how I've learned to separate a lucid dream from any other dream. Like, while it's happening in dream time, in real time, but while I'm asleep. I really can't tell you any other advice on that. When, How do you know it's a lucid dream? Now, this is the bullshit, guys, because your brain is fully conscious. When you wake up from a lucid dream, you're confused as fuck. Because you literally went, as far as your mind is concerned, you went from the dream state to back in your bedroom or wherever it was you fell asleep. And the shift is like, what the fuck? How? And you usually need a minute to snap and recall. And then when you realize you were dreaming, it can be a little scary. It can be extremely overwhelming. I've cried um, after waking up from lucid dreams. I remember being in my grandma's house for Christmas break. I had to be about eight years old. I know y'all like a damn, a lot of things happened when he was eight. But yeah, I had to be around that age. You know what I'm saying? That not tiny young, but not a big, fully big girl yet. But I remember having a dream that um, my kindergarten teacher was given the fucking electric chair. So I'd have no, I re- no idea. This is what I mean by brain garbage. Like, what the fuck do we even know about electric chair at that time? Like, I have no idea why. But she was given an electric chair and I was made to watch her be electrocuted. And oh my God, when I woke up, I really, for first of all, my uncle woke me up because I was crying in my sleep. That's how emotionally invested, how emotionally tied, how real the experience was. I was crying in my sleep. And once I woke up and I see my brothers and I see my uncle and I looked around, and I realized I was at my grandma's house and I knew that I was safe. Oh Lord, I cried even harder. It was like, why would I dream some shit like that? So lucid dreams can be a little, uh, if they're bad dreams, but if they're good dreams, like I've had really, 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 really good dreams. So yeah, when I woke up and the confusion settled, or if I already knew that I was in a lucid dream when I woke up, like I actually did the toddler hands, hitting the bed mad fast, kicking my feet at the same time. I was upset, like, damn. I just didn't want that to end yet. <sighs> but yeah, um, that's lucid dreaming. It's very common. And again, it can be a little disturbing for the simple fact that one, it's very attached to your emotional self as well as the fact that it can occur in combination with any other type of dream, which makes especially things like visions and um, interdimensional travel, which I'm going to talk about next, very, very, very um, hard to understand sometimes, as well as brain garbage. It can make brain garbage seem like it had a real point and it didn't just because the emotional investment in it. But... No, and again, practice will definitely help you understand and make your own categories or sort out your categories so that way you can better understand the types of dreams you're having. But um, moving right along, because we're going to take a break in a second, I want to talk about um, astral travel and interdimensional travel. We're going to talk about them separately, but together, um, starting with Astral travel. No, it's astral travel and astral, and astral projection are going to be going to talk about together. Interdimensional travel. So let's talk about that. So another type of sleep activity I experience is interdimensional travel. Now, um, I just want to be hype and let my ego shine for a minute because it took a very long time, but with practice, I'm actually able to interdimensional travel while I'm awake now. I it's really, 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 really cool. I'm still working on it. A lot of the times it happens when I'm not trying to. Um, but hey, that's cool. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on just enjoying experiences as they happen. But interdimensional travel um, happens a lot for me when I'm asleep. I absolutely adore it because I grow during interdimensional travel, not physically, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually. For me, the earliest forms of interdimensional travel I confused with astral projection because I would just sit in the cosmos, like literally just sit in the cosmos and just marvel at the universe. I would look at the planets and it's funny because I'd see, I've always had the ability to see energy, see lines, see waves, things like that. I didn't know what they were, but um, yeah, my earliest experiences with interdimensional travel, I just like literally just be sitting in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the cosmos, looking at the planets, watching the grid lines around it, the energy lines and watching things shift and move and time didn't exist where I was. So I was seeing so many things happen simultaneously. The dreams were always so amazing. Um, I like interdimensional travel because again, the ex is, there's always very lucid. Um, not always, most times. Most times it's a lucid experience and I'm aware that I'm not in a third dimension. I'm aware that this is happening and I allow all my senses to kick in. Most commonly, my interdimensional travel takes me to a place that I call cosmic school. It's like literally, it's like um, a classroom is in the middle of nowhere, a place I call the Dodge, it's like complete blackness. Um, there's no space, there's no time, there's no nothing. I exist there. I always have a guide, whether it's a teacher, a spirit guide, a higher version of myself, an ancestor I don't know. I don't see them physically, I feel them. Just like everyone around me. It's like a classroom. I can feel countless other beings around me learning as well, but they all have their own gods and it's like, we're so separated, but yet we're together. We're aware of each other's presence, but we're not paying each other no mind. We're so indulged in what it is that we're um, learning. I'm always eager. I know that emotionally I'm always excited. It's like, I know that this information is knowledge that I'm only going to get from that dimension. So I try my best to take it all in. Um, how do I know it's interdimensional traveling and not astral projection or any other type of dreams? Because the sole purpose of it is learning. Um, there's nothing for me to really watch or, you know, like experience outside of learning nothing else everything is a learning experience even when i was sitting and just watching the cosmos i was learning i was absorbing i was seeing history unfold and like everything's happening i was learning it's always a learning experience like i always have that focus i never have that oh i should try this oh well if i do that or this is no i'm always just absorbing i feel like a sponge that's the perfect way to say it i go through a i'm like a sponge when um, interdimensional traveling. The experience is always learning. It's never for pleasure. It's never for um, anything else. It's just learn, 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 learn. When I wake up from um, interdimensional travel, funny, consciously, the lesson is always in my mind, but it's almost impossible for me to articulate. I've tried writing it. I've tried speaking it. I've just tried replaying it in my head to the point where I can utilize it. It's not information that I think I'm meant to like have tangibly in my toolbox to be able to open up and just grab. I think it's more of subconscious implanting that manifest when it's necessary because it's funny certain things come up in life and regular listeners i say it all the time one of my favorite spiritual abilities is clear cognizance like i just know and now i understand why i just know i fucking go to cosmic school at least three nights a week but um yeah 
that is um, another type of um, sleep experience. I'm always exhausted afterwards. I'm always exhausted. Again, it's a very lucid experience. So my brain never gets any sleep. I'm always extremely exhausted, but I'm never like emotionally drained or physically drained. Exhausted, yes, but not drained. I still have so much physical energy. My body gets really good rest. My brain doesn't, but my body does. So I still usually wake up and have productive, positive days versus like with visions, if it was not a pleasant vision or just the fact that I can't understand it. I'm a person, I got control freak issues. I like to understand, I like to know. I don't like feeling dumb. So that usually plays a big role in why I'm always so, uh, after I have a, um, a vision in my sleep experience. So what have we covered so far, guys? We've covered brain garbage. Um, we have covered lucid dreaming. We covered interdimensional travel. And I feel like we covered one more that I just can't remember. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it'll come back to me after break. We're going to take a quick one. And then, yeah, we're going to wrap this up with um, the last two, I believe. That's what I'm saying. I know I had to mention another one. I know I mentioned another one. Anyway, y'all can drop that in the comments for me. Holler at me. If y'all remember, y'all was taking notes. Ew, that's what's popping. But, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to get back. And we're going to discuss astral travel and astral projection together. And, yeah. We're going to get some clarity on these types of dreams that we be having. Ew, hey guys, we are back and we are talking about the different types of sleep experiences, aka dreams that I've personally had. And um, I love the saying, no man is an island. So if I'm going through it, I'm sure somebody else is going through it. And being that I have a little bit more clarity understanding on it is like my job to share it. Hopefully, it makes sense to who it needs to make sense to, and it resonates to who it resonates to, and it finds who it needs to find, what it needs to find, and maybe help ease your mind, because sleep is so important, guys. Sleep is so important. We cannot function properly without a good night's sleep. We don't look our best when we don't get a good night's sleep. We don't feel our best when we don't get a good night's sleep, and depending on what kind of sleep activity you're having, it can really determine what kind of day you have, so understanding the type of air quote dreams that we experience will definitely allow you to navigate that experience a lot easier um make peace with it and resolve it get clarity of it in your waking day a lot easier to have a better day guys because that's what the fuck i want for you i want it for me so how can i not want it for you i want everyone to have a better day today than they had yesterday because if today is a better day than yesterday chances are tomorrow's gonna be a fucking amazing you know so um Astral projection and astral travel. Uh, the last two, I believe, of the um, experiences. I separate them for a reason. They're very similar, but they're not the same. Let's start with astral travel. So astral travel, unlike interdimensional travel, you're basically just here. You know what I'm saying? I don't astral travel to other dimensions. I interdimensional travel. I astral travel around like my earliest experience of it. No lie. Again, had to be about five or six because I didn't have a little sister and I lived on the 12th floor at that time. So I know I was young. I know I was about five or six, probably even four. But that's when I first thought my earliest memories of astral travel um, happened. And it was just going around my neighborhood. And I knew then that they weren't dreams. Astral travel, that's what I'm saying. I've been psychic my whole life, thank God. And though I couldn't prove it, though I might not have fully understand it, I truly did believe in with all my heart and I knew I wasn't welling because I was sick. I knew I wasn't welling. It wasn't just a feeling in my heart. It got proven in everyday life. Whatever age I was, I didn't get a chance to float around. And when I say float, I don't mean in astral travel. I mean with my parents. I'm like five. I'm not going nowhere alone. I would see places and things that I've never seen before. And then as I got older or when, you know, 
whatever happened, time happened, coincidence, we ended up in these places and things. And I've seen them around the neighborhood. It's like, oh, I've been here before. Oh, I remember that. My mother would be like, you've never been in this store before, girl. Oh, we've never been in this side of the neighborhood. You've never been here. You've never been on this bus. Like, it's amazing. I remember um, from my best friend's window seeing um, uh, that little, it looked like a miniature version of Big Ben. It's downtown Brooklyn. And thinking to myself, like, oh, I wonder if that's where Peter Pan goes to meet, you know, the kids in this this part of the world. Because I know that he was in London, and that's how he got the Big Ben, and that's where he found, you know, that's how he met up with Wendy and them. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's the clock that um he meets the kids at. So I don't know if it was that night or whenever, but eventually I ended up projecting there. And while I was projecting there, I... Like always, I'm observing everything in route, statues, landmarks, stop signs, graffiti on the wall. This is back in the 80s, so graffiti was big. And then fast forward, I remember going downtown. I think I was with either my grandma or my mom's. We were on the bus, and I seen a statue that I passed on my astral projection. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I've been here before, and... Whichever guardian I was with at the time dismissed it because they know that I had no how the fuck would I have got over there. And it was like, oh, okay. And then, like, moments later, we passed um, graffiti. I said artwork. It is artwork. Um, shout out to all the graffiti artists. Um, I passed some artwork on the wall. And it was like, no, I've definitely been here before. And shit like that used to creep my moms out because I've always been able to recall experiences and days and events with such detail that at, again, at that age, it's like, well, how could you, and where did you, and who took you, you know? So it used to creep my mom's all the way out. But I always knew in my heart that I wasn't wilding, just couldn't prove it. But anyway, so that's my earliest experience with um, Astro Travel. It's always a floaty, flying feeling. It's not fast, it's not slow, it's absolutely, just existing and you're not seeing things like in linear everything is being seen simultaneously and the travel isn't like you're flying down the block like how you would drive in your car like there's an actual route you literally are from one place to the next that's how fast it is but everything in the in between you processed in real time, it wasn't like you seen it quickly, like a blink of the eye. No, you got to see it, you got to experience it. If you want it, you interacted with it. Uh, one, okay, as an adult, I had an astral projection um, maybe about four years ago. I was missing my cousin so bad, I wanted to tell him happy birthday so bad that unconsciously when I went to sleep that night, I projected to him. I got to see him, got to hug him, wish him a happy birthday. It was really quick, it was really brief. But I got to do it. Now, the next day, my best friend, who happened to be at my mom's house the day before, which was my cousin's birthday, and she saw my cousin. So I was telling her, because I'm, you know, that's my best friend. And I was telling her, like, yeah, um, I got to pop out on this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a um, dream yesterday. Didn't say it was a projection. Just said I had a dream yesterday that I was over there. And he looked so nice in his little red bubble jacket and da 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 And she's like, yo, that's crazy because I seen something yesterday. I'm like, yeah, it was his birthday. I'm mad I didn't get to pop out on him. She was like, no, it's crazy because he dead had on. I said specifically, uh, um, red, le- I think I said a patent leather red bubble. She was like, no, that's crazy because I seen something yesterday. He dead had on um, this nice red um, patent leather bubble vest. Like, uh, she was like, Ab, you are absolutely, like, she already knows that I project, so that's why I was able to call it a dream, she understands, but the funny thing is, that was my first confirmation from an outside person, like, I've had inner self-confirmation, like, seeing something that I know I've seen through a projection, like, yeah, or through an astral travel, and it's like, yeah, that's lit, but that was the very first time that an outside entity, another god, and his um, experience was able to confirm that I literally traveled outside my consciousness, existed, and was able to move around outside of this body. Um, how do I know that I've had astral travel? When I wake up, I always wake up with a very rushed feeling like, 
it's not a gas, like, but it is a very pushed feeling. And it's funny because I also now, again, training is everything. I've trained myself to astro travel um, at will. Am I good at it? Sometimes it's hit and miss. I was trying to actually travel last night. I wanted to talk to somebody on a subconscious level and get in their head, but um, it didn't work out. So, you know, it doesn't always work out, but I have gotten a lot better at it. And what I love the most, I'm even training my um son to do it. And what I love the most is that tingling sensation. Before you... Okay, so for me, the best way I can explain it is actual travel. You have a very quick moment fashion travel one if you're going to try to do it like consciously attempt it and this goes for projection as well you have to not be exhausted don't do it after having a long day that's why i fucked up yesterday i've had not just a long day a long weekend and it was my birthday but yeah i was fucking exhausted i was too tired my brain didn't allow me to catch because it's literally a brief moment between awake and asleep where consciousness can, if it chooses, separate from the body. I couldn't catch that. But that state feels beautiful. It's weightless and heavy at the same time. Only way I can explain it is that the body, you feel both both body and soul because you're so light, but at the same time, you're so heavy. And it's like tingly, like when you get to the very, 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 very top of a roller coaster right before the dip, that kind of tingly. It's almost orgasmic. It feels so good, but it can be very, very, very scary. Very scary because it happens in a brief moment. But again, spiritual experiences, time isn't the same as we know it. So that brief moment feels very long. And that pull and separation of spirit, aka consciousness from the body, feels wow. It really does. It feels absolutely wow. And people get afraid of it and they tether themselves to their body and the projection doesn't work or the um, travel doesn't work. Um, if you don't like, if you experience astral travel and you do not like astral travel, um, grounding is a very good way to stop yourself from traveling ground before you go to sleep, breath work. Um, tether yourself. Tell, connect your mind and your body and just, well, I can't just say, well, just tell yourself, don't project, because like you said, it's not always that easy. But find um, a physical item that can keep you here. Healing stones are amazing. You don't want any stone. Do not get dream stones, because those are going to heighten your ability to astral travel. Do not get any form of quartz, unless it's a smoky quartz. Well, not let me not say because quartz mad stones are technically quartz. Stay away from clear quartz and amplifying quartz. No creatines, things like that. Stay away from stuff like that when you're asleep. If you have things like that around when you're asleep, remove them. Um, smoky quartz is very good for tethering. All black stones, all grounding stones are very, very, very good to tether you. Green stones that are enchanted to be connected to the earth are very good for tethering you down. Um... And even falling asleep with something tangible, believe it or not, um, that's why baby, people give babies things to sleep with. We think it's, um, you know, we lost so much of our beliefs and our understandings of the connection between the um, realms. But babies actually travel a lot. Babies are, they're fresh from the spirit world. So they really don't know the difference. And they go in and out very easily. And giving them a blankie, a bobo giving them um, a little plush toy, a little stuffed teddy bear or something to hold onto, tethers them to this physical dimension. Yeah, everything is what you got. It ain't that fucking cool. So yeah, even going to sleep with something. Um, I have a Yoda. He was a gift from my son. He smells like cotton candy. Um, when I know for a fact that I want a good night's sleep, that I do not want to actual travel. I don't want to um, interdimensional travel. I don't want to get thrown into cosmic school. That was the other um, category I forgot to talk about. Yeah, I will hold Yoda tight, 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 because he will keep me grounded and tethered, and my mind will know that I'm in a third dimension because he's with me. When I want to do all that, 
I give them a pillow and I put them on the side. I don't even sleep with the pillow when I would, um know I want to actual travel. I don't want to be tethered. Now, I got to sleep with the blanket on because I'll be cold and my circulation is bad and I'll literally wake up hurting. So my, my brain don't register the cover as a tether or as some kind of anchor um, to keep me grounded here. But it will definitely recognize my Yoda or... Um, my blanket, even when I slept with my daughter, I didn't actually travel at all for a very long time, most nights, because my daughter was in the bed with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I wanted to have those experiences, I would have to, like, ease over to the edge of the bed, put, like, the pillow between the two of us, so that way I can't get touched. Anyway, yeah, and that's travel. Projection is very similar. The only reason I didn't mesh them completely together is I want to make this very, very clear. You can astral project in waking consciousness. It's, um, I want to say it's something that I just learned how to do, but it's not. It's something that I just realized that I do. Um, growing up, people always used to tell me that I was daydreaming. I always thought it was a Pisces thing. I've said it a hundred times on this podcast alone. Um, I'm a daydream. I'm a daydream. I do daydream a lot. Let's not, you know, act like that. I live in my own world. Like I said, I'm a Pisces. I live in my absolute own world. And funny thing is, the same way I was astral projecting as a child, I probably was um, interdimensional traveling as well. No, that's the other category. All right, let me hurry up because I'm my long ago for like three minutes. So. With astral projection, it can happen either asleep or awake. But for me, what I have noticed most with projection, what separates it from astral travel or interdimensional travel or even time travel, I'm going to try my best to fit that in real quick because it is a real experience and I've done it a million times. Um, the difference between <clears throat> astral projection and all those other things, at least for me, it speaks, it might speak volumes about my abilities and strength, but I can't project far. I never project far. I don't go to other places. When I'm actually traveling, I actually go places. When I'm interdimensionally traveling, I actually leave the fucking planet. But astral projection, I'm usually about three feet away. I'm never far. I'm never far from my body. I'm never far from my body. There's been plenty of reasons that I've had to astral project. Um, my first and early, or rather my earliest conscious realization that I was projecting, I'm not going to get into details because unfortunately it is trauma related, but yes, it was an incident in trauma. I was in extreme physical pain and I did not want to be in that extreme physical pain. Not only that, I was in extreme mental pain. I was going, I was going through it point blank bottom line and I needed escape and I remember saying in my mind to what now I know is my higher self that I need to escape. And she snapped, basically, not her fingers, but basically she just did something and I was separated. I was watching the experience that was causing so much pain happening to me. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh, fuck. I'm not going to do nothing. This is really going to happen. And I remember thinking to myself, like looking, like turning my head, watching my flesh be distorted in a sense, thinking like, that's going to fucking hurt. But I don't feel it, you know? And I quickly got back in and the pain and everything since it's kicking in. I told you guys my mom's going to cut off. Um, Cut off. Give me one second. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, it was such a surreal experience the um first time around because my brain knew that I wasn't, you know, in the body no more. But I wasn't like marveled at the fact that I was in my body. I was more marveled at the fact that what the fuck was going on. Like, and nothing was happening to stop it. That's where my more focus was. Um Fast forwarding astral projection, um, like I said, 
I know I'm projecting one because I can see my whole body like 360. It's not like I'm in my that per that I don't know what degree that is, but it's not like how we see everyday life. Like we're in our body, we're looking out. Like you have to look down to see your stomach, see your breasts, see your feet, see your that you know your areas, your hands. You gotta hold them in front of you. you no, know, I was able to see my whole body 360. And the funny thing is, the body just looked like a body. It was just there. It wasn't. It really looked lifeless. Like it was weird. Like. I don't know how to fully explain. As I said, sometimes I struggle with articulation with um experiences, but it was there. It wasn't like dead and limb, like I fell to the floor. Nope, it was definitely standing there. It was definitely still experiencing, but my mind wasn't with the shits. I definitely jumped shit. Fast forward to um, you know, now being more skilled and more crafted in the ability. Um, yeah, I still, I don't go far. As I said, maybe that speaks volumes about my ability, or maybe that's just how projection works. I don't know, but I never go far. And now I move around a lot more. I'm not stuck on the me part of it, even though I never go far from me. Like I don't, I literally, I walk around the focus, I guess, cause now it, the, it don't be trauma-based. The focus be other things. I be trying to deal with energy issues, I guess, spiritual issues that are not able to be dealt with physically. Interactions with non-human spirits, definitely. And just zoning out sometimes and taking a break. Like sometimes I guess my brain just be needing another perspective. I don't have as much control over it as I would like to, but I'm working on it. It does happen a lot when I'm not paying attention real quick because I got to go. Same thing with um, time travel. Now, I have not mastered that at all. Anytime I time jump, I have no control over it. I don't know I'm going to do it. It is so fucking wickedly cool. It's very close to visions, which I didn't get into. <sighs> I did get into. It's close to visions, except for the fact that I'm awake. Um, and they're in color. Visions are usually in black and white. Time jumps. No, time jumps do be um in black and white. Okay, I'm getting ahead. So, time jumps are like a combination of things. Actually, when I'm trying, now that I'm trying to put words to it, so it's kind of like an astral project because my body is there. My mind is not, but my mind doesn't leave the body. I'm just leaving the experience. My focus is no longer there. I am still, this is why I said it's in color, but no, it's not. Because I can still see everything in color. Like right now I'm in my living room. The color scheme of my house is red, black, and gray. So I would still see all the red, black, and gray. But simultaneously, like on top of it, I would see a black and white. Not really. It's not black and white. It's more like a beige sandy brown color and white haze of the exact same thing I'm looking at in real time, but in the past. The first experience I ever had of that was in a car coming from Jersey, maybe about seven years ago with my best friend. We were on a bridge. We were high. We just had um, lunch and drinks and went shopping. We were chilling, chilling. I was extremely relaxed. That's important to mention. And I was just staring out the window. And then the next thing I know, I started seeing what I can only think of as colonial times. Like the shit was absolutely amazing. How did I know it was a real experience? My senses was working. I could smell the smoke from the boats. I can hear the dings and even the commotion down below by the bay. Um, it just felt real. Like I said, we're transitioning from the I believe to the I know. And yeah, I know it was real. Um, more recently, time jumps. They don't happen often. Thank God. I'm not going to lie because I probably would be overly obsessed and focused with trying to understand the purpose of them instead of 
them being that they come so far and in between, just enjoying the fact that I actually had an opportunity to experience a whole nother time. That shit in itself is lit. Is I don't get to pick where I go. I don't get like it literally just happens when it when it happens. I've seen um my own neighborhood. I've seen so many different neighborhoods in New York and older states and pre-states and even other places when I go out and visit. I've been in the woods in Virginia and got to experience what it was like there uh thousands of years ago, I guess. I don't even know what fucking time frame is. But um yeah. I can't explain how I know that it's, you know, like I can't prove it. I know it. And the own the way I describe it is the only way I can really describe it. How do I feel when I come back? Fine. It's a little bit of the a a very light remnants of the fuzzy feeling when you're being separated from the body in astral travel, but it's not that push pull. It's, like, it's not that intense. It's kind of like, hmm, I don't know how to explain that. God, it's just like a little shimmer. Like, yeah, like a little wave just comes over and then it's gone. And, you know, I feel normal. I'm back in focus of whatever I was doing at the time. And it's pretty cool. But that's about it, guys. This went a lot longer than it was supposed to. I have to G-O and get the fuck up out of here. Um, I really do hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm sorry if the ending seems so rushed. Um, if you guys want to talk more about it, yeah, you know, hit me up, leave me a comment. And y'all know I like to talk. We can definitely yap a little bit more about it. Share what kind of experiences you guys have had. I definitely want to hear about that. And um, like I've been saying throughout the whole thing, I usually save that for the end, but I had to keep saying it because, again, no man is an island. If it happens to me, it happens to um, you guys too, at least one of you. And if that one is listening and it resonates and helps you make sense and it helps you find some peace in all this and your experiences help you enjoy them more help you learn from them more and gain more from them then i'm really glad that i decided to share but yeah i'm running mad late guys i gotta get the fuck out of here i love you all for listening as always important i wish you much ashe i wish you much love namaste deuces guys